0: Hello and welcome to Flappy Ears down there. Um, Let me bore you to sleep. My name is Jason Newland. My website currently is jasonnewland.com And please only listen when you can safely close your eyes. So I haven't I haven't made a let me boy to sleep for a little while. It's only been a few days but I've been quite busy trying to figure out the future. I'll be yeah, I'll be thinking about the future. i be thinking about what next, you know. Like big old question. What next? And um, not really come up with a an, with an answer just yet. But I'm still looking, still thinking, still wondering, still pondering, still you know, still. Eh ewing earing, and ewing and owing so nineteenth of january is the last time I did a recording It's a twenty six it's a week it's just been a week that's all it's just a week it's not a long time not really and did I say what my name is it is Bobby McBobby, Bobby, Robby, oh, la 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 swing, uh, Jason. Jason. Oh, that's Juicy, Juicy JJ. Um, it's way too early. It's way too early. It's 1 minute to 6 a.m. in the morning. And... I had a really early night last night. Went to bed about 8pm. And just... Fancy it. Sometimes I just want to... Kind of underlie the day. Underlie, underline, underlie... Just want to kind of just like say goodbye to the day. Just like, okay, let's just, let's just call this one off and (laughs) move on to the next one. Let's, let's do that, shall we? And yeah, kind of had an early one. And I woke up quite early. Now, I don't normally go to bed at 8 in the, in the evening, but sometimes 9 or 10. Ten's about average for me these days. I'm um, not quite sure why, but it just is, and I normally wake up about 4 or 5 in the morning. And, but this time I woke up, you know, a lot earlier. And I got up to uh, do a, a wee-wee. because I was dreaming about needing to go to the toilet, which I do. It's one of those things I do, I dream, dream about looking for a, a nice place to relieve myself. And I wake up and, would you believe it, actually need to relieve myself. So, yeah, so I did that. Vinnie got up with me, so he, he kind jumped out of bed and, I think, I, oh, blimey, I can't even remember, yeah, I think I took him for a walk, It's only a few hours ago, but I took him out for a walk because he needed to uh, do a wee wee himself. And he's not toilet trained. I can't really judge him, because he's two years old, and it took me about 32 years, so... You know, it's okay. Got me torch. Need a torch at, you know, 2 o'clock or 2.30, whatever it was. In the morning, because it's pretty, pretty dark out there. Nor street lights... That's a song, isn't it? Street lights. Street lights. Street lights. And so, yeah, we went out for a little walk and he did what he needed to do. And then we came home. Admittedly not the most exciting story, but it it wasn't supposed to be really. It wasn't, my intention wasn't to enthrall you. It was just, he went to the toilet. That that really is it. That's all it was. So we came home. I had myself some breakfast, some ready break. Probably about three o'clock. Um, Looked at the internet. And. Didn't feel motivated to do anything. To be honest. I've been working on something for. Well actually for quite a few weeks. But I've been putting a bit more effort into it. The last uh, week or so. My website. And was building a Patreon page. And. Yeah, kind of lost, lost interest in that. It in, lost interest in that. Interest. Did I say interested? Lost interest. Uh, it's too early. It's too early. Uh, so, yeah just been trying to, trying to figure out, trying to figure out, what... Where do I go from here? Because... I'm not really sure. You know, I realise this is uh, existential. Question and possibly not uh, relevant for this type of podcast, but you know, that's kind of what's going on at the moment for me, and I'm just wondering okay, should I buy myself a motorbike? That's what I'm asking you. (laughs) No. Midlife crisis. I mean, maybe I've already done the midlife crisis. Maybe going to Thailand was my midlife crisis. I don't know. uh, Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But... How do you... so, So I'm in this situation now where... I kind of want to get out of it. I want to get out of the situation. And I'm not sure how. You know, I mean... This whole online thing... You know, I've always wanted it to be free. and I still want it to be free. And even with the Patreon page... I was still going to make all of the recordings of our music free. Still, you know, that wasn't not going to be an issue. Um, but looking at like how can I it just seems a bit it seems wrong on some level that I'm unemployed and yet In my mind, I actually am contributing to society. Maybe not my local society. But, you know, the society in a larger scale, you know, like worldwide, by reaching, I don't know, however many thousands of people listen to me on a daily basis around the world. I know that's it's not a lot of people really when you consider the 7 billion or so that there are. But it's still, I'm probably reaching more people than, on a daily, you know, daily than a lot of people would in their profession. Doesn't, doesn't make me better or anything, just, you know, Just saying I'm kind of, I'm helping at least three people a week. That's what I'm saying. At least three people. At least two people a year Mm -hmm. I help. And I don't know, just, it's not greed because I'm not a greedy person. Really not. Even with chocolate. Yeah, even with chocolate, I don't, you know. Someone gave me a chocolate bar before Christmas. And it was still there. I put it in the fridge. Came home, put it in the fridge. And it was still there three minutes later. See, I'm not greedy. You know, I don't need instant gratification. Now five minutes later I felt a little bit ill because of you know stuffing it down so quickly but but you know I managed to go three and a half minutes that's that's my point is I'm not greedy I'm nor generally. Maybe I am, I don't know. I don't I'm not super greedy, I'm not really gluttonous I look like I am probably, but I'm not generally. Don't eat huge amounts of food, and I don't crave anything, really. Just love. Only love. And affection and attention. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, oh! I'm like a puppy. No, I don't, I don't know. Do I? Do I? I don't know. I do crave a bit of uh, affection from the little one under the table, but you know, he's he's the way he is. That's just the way he is. He's under the table. He's pressed against my leg, and he's he's happy to be near me, but he doesn't want to sit on my lap. Doesn't want to. He's not that kind of dog. He's got his own mind, and he's. Not one part of him wants to please me. Doesn't have that in him. It's it's not, you know, it's Yeah. I mean people point out to me that he does come to me. So when when someone's playing with him, like a friend is playing with him and it's getting a bit rough, uh Vidy will come over to me and like stand between my legs. Almost like pr- for protection or something. Even though he's not, it's not really a fight that he's having. But he gets carried away and I think he believes it is sometimes. So maybe he does like me a little bit. I don't know. It's possible. I'm undecided. So yeah, middle age crisis. Middle-aged crisis. Middle-aged Is that the word? Middle-aged crisis? Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe I should get a perm. But then i have to grow my hair long and... Well, longer, because it's very short. Very, very... It's, I was basically bald a few weeks ago, and it's growing back tufty. It's just like little bits. <laughs> it's... It's weird to touch it's because it's not it's kind of standing up a little bit it's not long enough to be flat if that if that makes sense it's weird it feels quite nice and there is a little bit of like in there's a you know inside me thinking well at least I've got a hair. It is there, you know, because sometimes I think, well, I'm going bald and I've got a bald patch on the back of my head. But there is still hair there. It's just. I think it's a little bit like, you know, when you see a, 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 a rainforest, you know, from an aerial view. Now, if you're on the ground, you, it's just forest, isn't it? Trees, 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 whatever. But the aerial view shows that there's an opening in the middle of the rainforest. Maybe a few, but there's an opening in like. You can see it um, maybe from space. Now, I'm not saying that you can see my board patch from space. That's never been tested, as far as I'd know. And if it has done, then I think NASA are wasting the billions uh, that they're getting from the uh, US government if they're using the money from their telescope to be, well, looking for my board patch. That would just be weird. But it is there but sometimes I feel more like I'm on the ground and I'm just seeing the trees and when I like brush my hair I can't really feel the bald patch but I do feel it when I'm outside when it's cold, when it's windy I can feel that part of my head just a little bit mm, you know just like someone's blowing just on that part. But a very cold blow. I guess it'd be like a, a zombie blow blowing me. Blowing on my on my head. Like, well I imagine a zombie's breath would be cold because they're not alive, are they, you know? I didn't know I was gonna talk about zombies, but while we are let me tell you something no. so yeah it's um, everything's up in the air at the moment, everything so I've been working on my website again duh, duh, you know I kind of look, I just deleted, not deleted but I closed every page that I had opened so I don't even know what number I was on 74 I think Is it 74? Turning negativity to dust. Yeah. Number 74. uh, Relax and sleep hypnosis daily. So. I've just been. Over the last. Week or so. I've been building. Some podcasts. That. Are just that all of the all of the recordings are without music, and I've been adding them to Spotify because Spotify doesn't allow music anymore, which is ironic because Spotify is music, isn't it? But the podcasts are not allowed to have background music, according to their rules, and although some can pass through, but generally. You know, it's against the regulations Spreaker which I'm with as well they don't allow music at all on the podcasts and it's weird because I'm also with SoundCloud so I've been using Spreaker just for the ones without music and I've got five podcasts with SoundCloud and they've all got music backgrounds, 10 hours, 5 hours, etc. And they those ones can be shared with Apple Podcasts. But they cannot be shared with Spotify. So I'm kind of making two versions of the same podcast. Uh, one for Spotify, one for Apple. One with background music one without so it's i don't know not quite sure where that one's going what it's what I'm going to do with that because i've only now got two two spotify podcasts which are just that I've uploaded onto Spotify directly. And one of them, I don't quite know why, seems to be doing quite well in a sense of. What's it? Since. Da, 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 oops. All time. Right. Since November the 5th. November the 5th, yeah, since November the 5th, so this is, uh, what is the podcast called? Sleep Insomnia Hypnosis, Sleep Insomnia Hypnosis, so since November the 5th, December the 5th, January the 5th, November, December, January, February. So it's three months, nearly. Um, 93,000, nearly 94,000 plays. But it's kind of grown recently. So yesterday, 1,770. The 15th, which was like a week ago, whatever. 2,500. It varies. Some days it's... 42.38. Forty two, thirty eight, so that was weird, 23rd of January, 38, 24th of January, 864 plays, and yesterday, 25th, 1,770, but then the 14th of January, January 195, the 15th, 2,500, so it really variates, from day-to-day, the plan is I'm replacing that with a podcast of exactly the same name with the Spreaker one and it'll just be, so I delete the Spotify one and hopefully the Spreaker one will take over. The problem with that is I don't know if it will work and it seems a shame to take off or delete a podcast that's getting quite nice daily numbers really. So we'll just see. Have to see what happens. Have to see what happens, man. Da 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 da. Ooh. So I'm just logging into the Really What the heck? Okay. Um so I've just gone into Spreaker. I got the very basic account now. And I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Podcasts on there. They're all without music. And it's podcasts that I got rid of, but they kind of brought them back. So there's the 30 day relaxation plan, seven day cure insomnia podcast. That was like a little course. Uh, Deep Sleep Whisper without music. Which I don't have a podcast for. Let me boil to sleep without music. Chronic pain hypnosis without music. Hypnosis of sleeping deeply without music. But that's not been uploaded yet. It's not been processed yet. Uh, Relaxation for stress and panic attacks without music. Jason's bedtime story times without music. Let me boil your pain away without music. Oh yeah, ASMR, let me bore you to sleep. Uh, Hypnosis, relax and sleep hypnosis daily without music. sleepy boring objects without music. Stop smoking without music. And stress and pain relief without music. So I've been working on those over the last few... Well, about, about a week. About a week. And... Yeah, not getting many. I mean, I've, I've shared them. So it's going to take a while. Uh, i shared them with Spotify. And, uh, who have I shared it with? Let me just tell you who I've shared the podcasts with. So you can get an idea where you might be able to listen to them. If you wanted to. I've not shared them with Apple Podcasts. Because they don't have music. And I've already got some podcasts on there. Some of them are shared with Apple Podcasts. Some of them aren't. I've shared them with Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio, Google Podcasts, which is closing soon. Uh, got an email from Google Podcasts last year saying they were closing early two thousand twenty-four. Uh, shared of Amazon Music, Castbox, Deezer, Podcast Addict, PodChaser. And Geo Seven or Sarven, so they're the ones that my podcasts about music have been shared with. And it does take a few weeks for them to all kind of process and everything. So maybe you know, it won't be a huge amount of time, and they'll be available for people to speak speak to. Yeah, if you want to speak to the podcast, you can speak to it on those particular podcast. Pssst. or you could listen, that might be more uh, advantageous possibly, anyway I just had to go to the toilet then, sorry about that, needed a toilet break, Um, it's raining today, it's raining outside, didn't need to, <laughs> didn't need to specify outside there did I? It's raining in my heart, oh misery, misery, what happened to me? I tell my blues, they mustn't show, but soon these tears are bound to flow, cause it's raining, boom, 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 raining in my heart. Yeah, you know, I went through a period when I absolutely adored Buddy Holly. I nearly said Woody Allen then. Buddy Holly. I also used to adore Woody Allen as well. If you've never read any of Woody Allen's books, I really do recommend a couple. Radio Days and White Feather or White Feathers very funny they're not big books like you read them in probably a couple of hours they're quite thin but very funny um, and Radio Days he did turn into a movie but I just think the book's funnier because just just did so they're uh, <laughs> It's, yeah, very funny. I I read both of those books whilst waiting for a plane to go to Malaga, Spain. It's not a poem. And it was in 1989, the summer. Hmm. Oops. I remember because I got a. I went to the bus station to get a express, what was it called? Not Vision Express, the Express Coaches to take me to London, Victoria Station, I guess. And then there was a break, I think I probably went and had... Probably went and had a... got something to eat somewhere. And then went back and continued the journey to Dover. No. No, I wonder if it went straight to Stansted Airport. I think it might have done. Yeah, I'm thinking of a different journey. I'm thinking of when I went to Ireland. Yeah, so I think, yeah, I remember I got a a copy of Viz Magazine from this news agent that was just across the road from the bus station and i remember walking down i remember which way i was walking the right side of so facing the bus station crossed over went round the right there was no one there It was quite fairly early in the morning and I sat down and I was reading Viz, the magazine I think I probably had a bar probably chocolate or maybe Mars bar and maybe a can of Coke as well and then the coach turned up and I think it did go straight to the airport maybe Heathrow, maybe stands dead one of them but when I got to the airport there was I think there was something like 16 hours or something until the flight so it was a long long wait and the airport wasn't busy I mean it had its busy moments because this was kind of midweek, like maybe Monday or Tuesday. And it wasn't like summer, summer, probably more like April, maybe May. And it was a fairly quiet day. It had its moments, but there was times, especially in the evening, because I, I think we left, the plane left at about 10 or 11, about 10 in the morning. So I was there all night long. I'm gonna start singing, Lionel <laughs> Richie song. Don't worry. And all night long, all night, all night long. Oh, I have a real soft spot for old Lionel. It's weird, you know. When you say Lionel Richie, it just sounds right. But if you just say Lionel. It doesn't, does it? You picture him and you say Lionel. His name's Lionel. Say Lionel Richie, like, yeah. Lionel. 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 It just doesn't, just doesn't suit him. Lionel. You like right, Lionel? How you been, Lionel? I really like that album. Do you know the one where you were dancing on the ceiling? Lionel. <laughs> it's like, it's, no. Hello, Lionel. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? What was that video about? Come on. I mean, a brilliant song, but the video, that was, I mean, it was just insulting. Because at the end of it, so you had a... a you're not allowed to say blind anymore. We have to say visually impaired. So this this blind lady was touching Lionel's face, Lionel, and then did a clay portrait of his face based on the the touching of his face. And at the end of it, it looked really bad. That was, I mean, why couldn't they have made it look good? which in reality probably would have done, probably would have looked a lot better had it been a real person doing it. I'm not saying that she wasn't a real person, but I mean, you know, because it was a music video, so I'm guessing they didn't, they weren't using authentic, but they might have done. Uh, I feel terrible now that I've mentioned that. Wow. I upset someone the other day, A friend, she's got um, a deaf daughter or hearing impaired daughter. See, I used to be hearing impaired in one of my ears. I was deaf in one of my ears, pretty much. I had to have an operation. Didn't know. I did know. I knew I was having an operation. I didn't just wake up one day and... People were talking about an operation, like, oh, what, what operation? Well, when you were seven. No, I don't remember that. I do actually remember it, I do. It was brilliant just to have a break, you know. That's when I realised I was born old. When I had my appendix out, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Just having a break from daily routine. A break from the family dynamics, you know, it was lovely. I, just, I didn't want to go home. I was quite happy and content just to stay in the children's ward. Um, but they did point out that, you know, I was 33 and I shouldn't really be there. No, I was, what was I, 12? 12, 12. And I was in love with Nurse Nichols, who was old, but she wasn't. You know, back then, to me, she was well. I loved her, so I didn't think of her as old. But she was definitely an adult. But in reality, she might have only been 18, 19. She, she, she might have only been six or seven years older than me. But at that age, it's quite a lot, isn't it? If you when you're like twelve, and I was, I was not a, a mature twelve-year-old. In fact, there's probably twelve-year-old boys out there now that are more mature than me, physically and mentally. Probably, <laughs> I'm still waiting to go through puberty, but it's okay. I don't mind. I don't mind. No, I loved. I loved had my appendix out. wasn't particularly fond of the pain. that That was a little bit ooh. But I faked having appendicitis just so I could get out of school. So, you know, and then I decided to take my appendix out. I was like, oh, joke's on me. But then I didn't realise that the joke was on them because not only did I get out of school for the day, which I was getting for having stomach pains, which I was kind of forcing onto myself through really not wanting to go to school. I had... Yeah, at least two, maybe three weeks off. It was great. It was absolutely perfection. Until I got home. So that was weird, because I was convalescing. Because in them days, right, in the, wow, what year was that? About two, uh, 1981, 82. In them days, you'd go to hospital and you'd be allowed to stay, and you'd you'd be given a uh, you know a certain amount of time to dare I say recover sufficiently and able to leave. Before leaving, nowadays everything seems to be almost on a conveyor belt system. You know. It's, People have the operation. There's people who have heart operations and they're out. Whoops, just banged the microphone. And they're out within a f- like a day or so, or maybe a few hours. It's like, what? That used to be, you'd be in the hospital for weeks with that in the past. I was in hospital for about five days with appendicitis, with having the operation and getting out. Probably about four or five days, maybe a week. Don't remember exactly. But they were probably one of the best weeks of my childhood. I mean, you yeah, could argue, yeah, I was on morphine, so things did seem a little bit better. But, and yeah, f- yeah, that probably did help. Never, you know, I was on a drip, and I was laughing a lot. It was brilliant made friends, there was a, there was a a lad next to me, he was older than me, I think he was about 15, 16, and they discovered that he had diabetes, and he'd been ill, I didn't know what was wrong with him, and then, you know, he ended up in hospital, and so he had diabetes, and he was, he was nice, and then it was... I'm pretty sure it wasn't just a boys' ward. I'm pretty sure there was girls on there as well. But I might be making that up. I'm not 100% sure. There wasn't a lot of us. There was probably about five. Five kids, all in all. But it was fun. We all just got together and played and laughed. and It was really good. I liked it, a lot. I mean, I was, you know, partly pleased to get out when I did get released. Because, you know, you, there's a limit, this is limited, isn't it? I wasn't able to do what I really wanted to do. Uh, I remember there was once, I've talked about this before, but I wanted to go and get some comics. They wouldn't let me, because the, the stitches and stuff, they wanted me to stay in bed until the stitches had healed enough before I started moving around too much. But I wanted to go and get some comics from the playroom, which was on the way to the toilet. so I said I need the toilet not realising that I wasn't allowed to go so basically I had to stand or like half stand half sit with a nurse holding one of those cardboard things you know which you'd think well that should be the the wrong material for wee wee and holding that and just looking down expecting me to function now I've never been able to function when I've been watched <laughs> and I couldn't what made it worse is I didn't need to go to the toilet because I was lying just to be able to get to the the comic box You yeah, because there's lots of comics in a big box why didn't you say could I have a comic please I don't know Maybe I did. Maybe I did ask someone else. Can I go in and play with the comics? And they said, maybe. I was gonna say she said because back then, none of the nurses one in that I've met were male. It was hundred percent female nurses. I'm not saying that that's always been that way. Like there was no male nurses back then because I'm sure there possibly were, but the norm in the early 80s is female nurses. That was kind of... In fact, if there was a time, and again, I'm just making this up, but I've got a memory that there there was a time when men were not allowed to be nurses. I'm going to Google that. When ha- When did men become allowed, that's not a proper word, is it? To become nurses. UK. Okay, 1951, so long before that. Oh no, the Society of Registered Male Nurses merged with the RCN, Royal College of Nursing, in 1941, after the Second World War, large numbers of male nurses moved into the workforce as they were demobilized after the war and had gained medical experience. Oh, okay, in 1951, the male nurses joined the main nursing register. Hmm. So, yeah I guess, but even so, there wasn't, you know, regardless of what Google says, there wasn't uh, the number of malnurses in the early 80s as there was in the 90s. And I will argue that point for at least 30 seconds. Just my experience of what I saw. Um, In fact, I didn't even know that men were allowed to be nurses until I was a security guard at a hospital and there was a male nurse, trainee, trainee nurse. And he was in a nurse's home, you know, where they live and that, which was connected to the hospital. And I don't know how many females were living there, probably maybe a couple of hundred, and he was the only male out of all of them. I think he enjoyed himself. I think he had quite a good time. And... Um, Just he seemed well. He seemed to be happy. That's what I mean. He seemed to enjoy himself. Seemed to be happy. Really nice bloke. I liked him. And he and there was also a porter who I used to see, and he used to use the because there was this big underground space where basically you connected the different hospitals together and all kinds it's like miles and miles of corridors and I used to see him fairly regularly and he was a porter but he was, he had applied to become a nurse Uh, but he was married and everything so he wasn't going to be living in the nurse's home Yeah, so it wasn't single sex, I guess. But there's a lot of really young people becoming nurses back then. It just seemed that everyone that was doing it was really young, like 17, 18. And I mean, they're all now in their well, this is 1996. So someone that's 20, 96, 2006, 2016, 30, 40, five or whatever. So yeah, they're, I mean, I had a friend, well, I had a girlfriend who was a nurse who's training to, begin to become a nurse. And she's now got like quarter of a century of experience under our belt, uh, travelled the world, and saved probably hundreds, if not thousands, of lives over the years. I like that. I like that idea of doing something like that. But I'm not not medically equipped. I mean even after everything I've been through with my friend downstairs uh, medically helping him over the years at different times I still uh, I had another neighbour that had an asthma attack and I still to be honest I panicked a bit luckily I had another neighbour with me and she went down and helped I called an ambulance and I just didn't this, I'm not really equipped for, for that kind of stuff. Just maybe emotionally or mentally, I don't know. Physically, I'm all right. I think what I would be okay as would be a porter. Not a kitchen porter, because I've done that as well. Washing up pans and pots and dishes. I did, I've had quite a few versions of that job in the past. But I reckon I'd be quite a good, ho not hotel um, hospital porter, taking patients around the hospital, you know, to their bed or maybe from their bed to get an X ray or maybe to into the, you know, to have surgery or you know things like that, because I generally get on quite well with most people, in you know in a situation where they. They've got no choice but to get on with me, (laughs) maybe. Um, It'd be fairly good exercise because I'd be walking miles and miles every day. And although I wasn't necessarily, you know, I'm not the one doing the surgery or doing any of the medical stuff. I would be potentially have the opportunity through my words to help them in a positive, to have a positive outcome using, well just just by being friendly and positive really I guess using my magic words. (laughs) Ooh. Ooh, you will be okay. You will recover really quickly. And blah, blah, blah. blah. So, yeah. I did think about doing that. Uh, every now and then I go online and I look it up and put Porter and... Kitchen Porter generally comes up. I wonder what other jobs I could do now. Because... The jobs that I was good at, the only job, really, that I was ever any good at throughout my whole working career was selling insurance. Oh, no, also listening to calls and doing the compliance. I was good at that because I'm quite good at listening and listening to a recording to check that the person is doing the job properly Asking the right questions. Not leading the the customer. And all that stuff. I was good at that. As well. But going back to the selling. I was pretty good at the. Selling car insurance. But it wasn't good for me. That's the bottom line. It wasn't good for me. I was. I excelled. But. It was it was difficult. It's it's hard. I found it hard to maintain that kind of um, energy. Regard because you have to have a a degree of positive energy. Well, you, in order to be successful in any kind of sales environment. Being positive is one of the most important things. Otherwise, the day will be ridiculously bad, and things, the outcome will also be terrible. You, you know, you have to have be self motivating, and I am. I'm self I'm a self motivating person to the point where I don't actually like someone trying to motivate me because it annoys me because I don't need it. I don't need someone saying, come on, get another sale, Juicy JJ. Like, go away. What do you think I'm doing? I'm not. I'm, I am doing what I can. I'm doing my best. Because I figured out with sales um, a few things. And I used to pass this little bit of, of my little bit of wisdom onto people, something that I discovered is let's say you've got a target of 20 sales in a week or 15 in a week let's say so 15 in a week 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 so what's that? 3, 6, 9, 12, so that's 3 a day so let's say 15 sales, some sales companies or insurance or whatever if you don't exceed the bare minimum then there won't be a job after a certain amount of time that's how it used to be whether it's like that now I don't know so I never struggled to, to, to beat the target, I always always reached the target generally I had the odd dodgy week but you know, targets weren't hard to, to beat and and some people would be like halfway through the day and had no no sales, nothing. Like, and I'd say to them, look, you do a certain amount of calls in a day or in a week. So you need to get three sales in a day. Just because you haven't got three sales by lunchtime or you haven't even got one sale by lunchtime, sometimes you'll get three sales right at the end of the day one after another but sometimes you'll go a whole day without not getting any sales and the next day you'll do six you might do four in the first four calls you know so it just it's about not putting the pressure on yourself just having trust in is. I remember my first sales teacher when I was about, was I 18? And he said, it's a numbers game. So he was, although I wasn't doing sales, I was doing canvassing, knocking on people's doors for a double glazing window company, just asking people if they'd like an appointment to get a survey of their windows or doors or conservatory whatever and he he, my my boss jeff he always said it's a numbers game simple as that you knock on enough doors you will get enough leads if you get enough leads you'll get enough sales simple as that and you just got to keep moving on every time you get someone saying no, you be glad because that's another no gone. Because the more no's you get, the closer you get to a yes. So it's like, okay, so I kind of took that on board. And I realized that, yeah, it was kind of true because even if you go two days without getting any sales, you might have one day where you get 12, 13 sales. You know, it just it's just, or you might have got quotes and the person's phoned back and purchased the insurance and that's one of you. it might be a sale for you. So you might go for lunch and come back and you got three sales that you didn't have before because you'd quoted earlier in the week. Maybe last week even. So, you know, it's everything kind of works out it's a kind of almost like having trust in the process that things will be okay. Uh, maybe that's a, a metaphor for life. I don't know. But that's how I was with sales. And I used to try and pass that on to people. Just like, it doesn't matter. Just keep doing what you're doing. Every no is getting you closer to yes. I was basically just regurgitating what I was told when I was 18. Plus, I did read a lot of sales books during the 90s. Because I had this little fantasy. Because I had a little... I had a taste of sales at 18. 1989, it was a summer. And it was the first job that I actually I quite liked because it was three hours a day and I was earning more than I'd ever earned before. It was just easy money, really. And I got to be silly. I got to just tell jokes and make people laugh on the doorstep and just, it was fun. And and then I moved to London and I got a really rubbish job paying me less for full time than I was getting for three hours a day and then I came back in 1990 and went back to the canvassing and then I got a full time job at the same time so I was earning quite a bit of money for a little while, couldn't hold both of them on so I got rid of the canvassing job so yeah anyway that was then I didn't do anything salesy apart from the occasional I, I took on quite a few jobs in sales that were basically no salary you just get paid when you sell and I never earned a penny I don't think Although I think there was one job where I did get paid for for selling. If I remember, um selling till roll. There was a basic and a and a thing. And I did sell something, but that was hard. That was literally going through telephone books and calling people, cold calling and uh all all the sales jobs that I got during the nineties and I didn't succeed at any of them, were all cold calling, phoning people, they didn't know who I was, they didn't know what the company was or anything. But I was still reading sales books, I was still, you know, even though I'd uh, failed multiple.